Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> Joining us right now, former Carolina Pitch Talk Show host at WFNZ in Charlotte is Frank Garcia. Frank, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. No, we cool with his sexual orientation? We yeah. good? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, I, That's I, a joke, Frank. We're not questioning you, Don. <laughs> no, no, what, what, what happened earlier? You got to make sure you tell me it's a joke because I get really offended really easy. <laughs> well, Brian didn't know. We had, we had a guest on. I don't know if you saw that LeBron on the subway thing yesterday. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, so the guy who put his hand in the camera and said, can you not... Uh, came on our show, and he is a gay man. And Brian said, well, if that was a woman sitting next to you, would you have a different feeling about it? And the guy was like, um, no. <laughs> it was a very awkward Geo and Jones moment, so that's where that that's where that that's comes how, from. That's how we roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. we, we don't know your orientation. <laughs> we just gonna assume it. That's how we roll. Anyway, well, you can assume you can assume correctly with this. One. <laughs> <laughs> Say something for me, Frank. <laughs> I tell you, what a moment, huh? Uh, okay, so uh, Frank, the Carolina Panthers last night looked like a team that could uh, go to the Super Bowl again. And it is shocking to me that without Kelvin Benjamin, uh, Cam Newton seems to be an MVP candidate. And when he's there, he's not so much. Uh, why is Cam back? And, and why did he play so well last night, in your opinion? The Carolina Panthers are 20-2 and two without Kelvin Benjamin on this team. You know, whether he's been injured or now not on the roster. You know, there's there's no secret to that and I think the reason being is that you know a lot of times quarterbacks lock into you know some targets and when you're not using those targets effectively when they don't work in the offense that you're trying to run uh it's it's fitting a square peg into a round hole and I think that's the problem that you had with Kelvin Benjamin and the scheme of this offense they want to run vertical routes they want to run deep they want to they run around goes and, you know, 20-yard digs and those types of things. And, it, and if you have big tight ends running those routes, it's tough to be able to stretch the field. It, it suffocates the offense. And I think what's happened without Kelvin Benjamin is this offense has been able to breathe a little bit because there's two ways to create space on a football field. It's either laterally or vertically. And uh, because there's more speed on this field, it has opened up the running game and it has forced Cam to maybe concentrate and focus a little bit more on multiple wide receivers. And I think because of that, there's a lot of threats and that spread the field with this offense and been able to attack the entire field. Okay, let's look holistic, holistically. Uh, other than Cam being healthy, What's different about this team as opposed to last season? Um, you know, I think that uh, there's a lot of things that when you start looking at, you know, some of the pieces on this team, you know, are, are different. Um, you know, guys like Christian McCaffrey, you know, Curtis Samuel had a big, big day. And the way they're using Devin Funches, 
Um, you know, not trying to force the ball to Kelvin Benjamin is one of those things. Um, you know, the you know there there was a lot of other things that I saw, Brian. You know, as former players, you look at and you see that you know when guys are maybe a little lackadaisical, maybe some some complacency. You know, they're not getting back to the huddle, not running routes fully. Uh, th- those things spread. Complacency is a cancer to a football team. And I'm not putting this all on Kelvin Benjamin. Guys should still be pros, but there was a lot of that, in my opinion, with Kelvin Benjamin on this team, and it trickled down to some of the other players. Gio Jones, Frank Garcia, WFNZ, and former Carolina Panther. Uh, were you critical of Cam and some of the press conference stuff uh, this year as much of the as, as the country seemed to be? Yeah, you know what? Um, there's some things that you know Cam has said in past, and I think that you know, we can, you know, look at some of the things that maybe he intends to say, you know, and ver- versus the way that it comes out, um, you know, and we interpret a lot, uh, you know, but he says them. So, yeah, I mean, there's you're going to make mistakes as, an, as a person. You're going to make mistakes as an athlete. You're going to make mistakes when you're up there live, you know, doing interviews. But when you make those mistakes, there's nothing wrong with backing down a little bit and saying, hey, listen, I made a mistake or, you know, just maybe moving on a little bit more. Uh, respectfully, and I think that those are the things that I think you know, maybe um, you know the, the the country has criticized. For example, with the woman and you know the the uh, sexist remarks that were made, and um, you know I don't know if I interpret it that way because um, you know I think that if you're close to Cam, you understand a little bit more you know of what he is and who he's what he's saying. I think there was a couple things on both sides that were wrong. So yeah, I mean at the end of the day. Um, you know, he's he's our quarterback. Um, you take the good with the bad. And, um, you know, I think that they've, you know, maybe figured out a way to manage that a little bit more and maybe just let him speak less. Frank, tell us something about uh, Steve Wilkes, the new D.C. He took over for Sean McDermott. Of course, McDermott's up at Buffalo now as their new head coach. And Wilkes has the, the league's number one defense. Well, he's blitz happy. And, and then there's nothing wrong with that if it's yeah. working. And I think that's he's leading the league in blitzes, too. I mean, he's an aggressive guy. He gets after it. He's a charlatan. Um, you know, I've known him very well for the last several years, and uh, he loves the game of football. But um, he's going to pin these ears, these guys' ears back and let them go play. You know, but uh, you got to have the Jimmys and the Joes, you know, in order to execute those X's and O's. And the Panthers have some really good guys that uh, go out there and do that. You know, KK Short. You know, Julius Peppers right now is getting after it. Uh, uh, you know, guys like Mario Addison, who not a lot of people may have heard of. Uh, and then obviously Luke Keekley in the middle, who not only is as cerebral as a player you're going to find, but the instincts that he has, along with his athletic ability, put him to me as one of the best linebackers I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree, man. That dude is so smart. We always talk about football IQ and Keekley. Like that interception last night prior to the halftime, first of all, it shouldn't have been thrown, but he read that route better than, than Cutler did. Well, Brian, I mean, he shouldn't have been there. I mean, yeah. Luke Keekley in his zone was out of position, but because of the tendencies – and the study habits that he has, uh, and the instincts that that are there, he knows, you know, where the ball's going. I mean, he he's just, you know, he he uh, he studies plays, but the instincts are something you can't teach. You know, we talk about you know guys like Steph Curry or Magic Johnson, the guys that have the vision, guys that have, you know, just great instincts on the basketball court. You know, and you know guys like Ray Lewis or or Mike Singletary. I mean, the, the instincts that these guys have, you can't teach. 
I know I'm going to be alone in this in the, the three of us talking about it um, because you guys played at a high level and I didn't. But Keekly is one of those guys now when I watch him, I'm, of course, in awe of his talent, but I'm now starting to worry about him post-playing career because of all of the concussions. Do you, does that enter your mind when you're watching him, Frank, at all? No, no not whatsoever. I think Luke Keekly is smart as he is uh, on the football field. He's equally is deliberate off the football field. And I think he surrounds himself with good people. I think he makes uh, calculated decisions, and I think he does a lot of evaluation and self-evaluation on where he is physically and and, and those type of things. And you know, he gathers the information and and you know does the best with what he can. He's a football player. That's what he loves to do. Um, you know, I can't tell him any different. And nobody else should either. Um, those are his personal decisions, and I think that he's making some good ones. As far as the offensive line, that's your old hunting ground down there. What's different about these guys? Are they benefiting from the fact that Cam is using his legs again this year? I saw last week, uh, last night uh, down there on the goal line, they used a counter OT. They use they just pulled the backside guard and they they used Dixon uh, instead of the backside t- uh, tackle pulling on that OT. Uh, so w- what's different about those guys? They stepped up their game. No, you know, um, Brian. I think yeah. I mean, you have to look at you know a lot of things and. Um, you know, them blocking a little bit more efficiently uh, is something that uh, has helped this offense, no doubt. Jonathan Stewart went over 100 yards last night. Um, you know, Chris McCaffrey has been a big part of that as well. But, you know, with the play calling and evolving this offense and understanding this offense, I think the offensive line is kind of they, – they fit into what the scheme is now. Um, you know, trying to, you know, manufacture offense, you know, without, uh, you know, maybe your play caller – is tough to do, and Ryan Khalil has been out, but they've acclimated to, uh, you know, their new center, and they've figured out, you know, what his strengths are as well. But you know, last night they double teamed the heck out of, you know, Sue Point, uh, you know, on, on on the front side, and uh, they frustrated him. And um, you know, they're they're working with their strengths. Matt Khalil, maybe not great at the point of attack, but out in space. He's athletic as heck, and you know they're running those toss plays to his side. And on the play that uh, I believe it was uh, Funchess on that quick screen, that tunnel screen that he ran, um, you know Christian McCaffrey got a lot of the credit for blocking the corner. But you know without uh, without you know Khalil out there blocking the edge, you know with that backer that safety filling, uh, that's not a touchdown. So you know they're just figuring out how you know to use these guys properly, and I think they're starting to buy into it a little bit more and. Uh, everything's kind of, um, you know, working up. And, uh, you know, that's why they're having the success. 200 yards last week, 300, you know, close to 300 yards this week. And, um, you know, those those boxes aren't as, as stacked when you have a little bit more speed on there and you have to respect that pass. Gio and Jones of Frank Garcia on CBS Sports Radio, former Carolina Panther and now with WFNZ in Charlotte. Uh, who do you like better right now, the Saints or the Panthers? It's a great question. I think they're both playing at a high level, but I think you have to give the edge to the Saints, unfortunately, for Panther fans. You know, they got the heads up, and they're going to New Orleans to play. So, you know, just from a scheduling standpoint, uh, they're up against the eight ball. But, um, you know, Drew Brees right now still playing at a high level. Um, you, you, you have – I like the Panthers' defense you know, a little bit more, but – it's hard to argue when you have a Hall of Famer back there slinging it around and running the ball at the level that they're running it. And you look at, you know, what Ingram's been able to do, and you know, by committee and Kamara. I mean, there's 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 a lot of weapons on that team, and Drew Brees makes a lot of guys better. So, offensively, you got to just give a slight edge maybe to 
the Saints, but defensively, I think it goes to the Panthers. But because scheduling, you have to go on the road, that always goes to the home team. Let me ask you about a a team up here, the New York Giants. And uh, we were discussing some of the comments of Ben McAdoo, their head coach, yesterday about not not having to motivate his squad. And and while that's true to a certain extent, it's probably not wise to say that publicly, what would be your take on that as far as a coach having to motivate you at this level? Well, how's that guy still have a job, first off? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, you're over and um, you haven't shown any life, you know, whatsoever. Um, you know, some of the antics, you know, that we're watching and seeing, and, you know, just, I, I don't know. I mean, coaches shouldn't have to motivate professional players. There's no doubt about that. You know, but sometimes, you know, attitude is a reflection of leadership. You know, still a little line to from Remember the Titans. But, um, you know, that's, that's something that, um, you know, coaches – you know, ultimately are, are going to be accountable for culture and attitude of the way your team plays. I mean, you are a reflection of, of what you're allowed to get away with. And the more you're allowed to get, with, you know, get, get away with in practice, the more you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to get away with. So, yeah, I think th- those are the things that you look at and I don't care what level it is. We're creatures of habit. Um, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, do some things that we're allowed to do and, and, um, and I think that they, they could absolutely use a little of insertion of energy. Speaking of teams that are in trouble, how bad were the Dolphins last night? I mean, that team, I don't know how the hell they won four games this year. Well, they, they did it early. <laughs> mm-hmm. They did it early against some bad teams. But, um, you know, without a J.I.J. and, uh, you know, Jay Cutler, you know, just um, not playing great right now, um, you know, the Panthers are going to make you look pretty pretty normal and pretty bad on offense. Um, you know, but defensively, they still have the talent. I mean, they're just again, you know, when you feel like, uh, you know, as a player, and you and you let a couple of guys go that you felt like were really maybe helping your team, or, um, you know, conversely, when you let a guy go that feel you feel like, you know, maybe it was hurting your team, you're going to have an insertion of energy, or maybe feeling like, what are we doing here? It seems like the Dolphins are heading in the other direction compared to the Carolina Panthers. There was a lot of similarities going into this game between both of these teams, but uh, I think we all see, you know, maybe the difference between the two types of players and and the feeling that brought to the team. And, and speaking of Jay Cutler, I know some of the quarterbacks you played with, I know my my former teammate Jake Delhomme. Maybe he came over when you were still playing. Uh, and and then prior to that, who's the Penn State quarterback who was the number one pick you guys Kerry had? Collins. Yeah, Kerry Collins. I should have picked him off, man. I missed my opportunity. <laughs> uh, but I didn't see Kerry, especially a young guy coming in. I, he didn't necessarily uh, possess those leadership skills. Jake did definitely later in his career when he got the opportunity to showcase that. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the quarterback and the role they play, being that that's uh, the most significant uh, uh, position on a team? Well, you know that's uh, that's a great. Great question, and um, you know, obviously, quarterbacks are you know kind of in the hip pocket with the the head coaches and and the offensive coordinators. And when you look at you know some of the great teams, they've all had one thing in common: a guy that's leading them. And you know, maybe Ray Lewis on the defensive side was the exception to the rule, but most teams that have won Super Bowls, are, you know, are, are you know have a a guy at that position who's going to command respect and keep guys accountable and wanting to play hard during during the season you know i played with kurt warner as well um was a quiet leader didn't say a lot but you you knew you know where you stood with him because if you weren't getting the job done he's going to let you know about it and um you know the same thing even with peyton manning in 2015 the guy couldn't he couldn't throw a 10-yard pass but the reason why 
that offense didn't turn the ball over. And, you know, they went out there and they executed because they knew they were confident that he knew where everybody was going to be and what everybody was supposed to do. They handed the ball off more than they, they threw it. But, you know, still because of his leadership, I felt like, you know, that was a dangerous team, even on the offensive side, although they just ran the ball a ton. So, yeah, the quarterback is one of those positions that gets way too much credit, way too much blame. But at the end of the day, um, the reason why they make those, you know, seven, eight figures is because, um, you know, that's what their responsibilities are with the football team, not just the leadership, but knowing where everybody is. Frank, thanks for the time this morning. We love talking to you. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. No problem, guys. Take care. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.